Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo, only on Cap and Company. Anthony Rizzo joins Cap each week during the baseball season. Rizzo to right! Out of here! And Rizzo sends one to deep right field. No doubt about it. Anthony Rizzo. shot for Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo on Cap and Company right here on ESPN 1000. Rizzo, R-I-Z-Z-O. And Anthony Rizzo joins us throughout the season, brought to you by Templeton Rye. The good stuff, and he joins us now. Anthony, good morning. First of all, how are you feeling, my friend, and welcome back to the show. Yeah, good morning. Uh, feeling good. Feeling a lot better than I did about five or six days ago so uh spirits are high body feels great uh excited today been talking a lot of uh a lot of hype to chatwood because i know uh chatwood's throwing a live bp today so i've been hyping it up so i'm excited to uh to go and get live at bats off of him and uh take the next step today so when when i saw you uh either you or tom who you lift with in florida had put out this training video of you doing all these things, and I looked and I said to my wife, oh, my God, either my guy's on keto or Emily's kicking butt because you lost, like, 30 pounds. I'm watching you deadlift, whatever that was, 300, 295, whatever it was, doing all these different drills, and you looked amazing. And I thought, wow, he looks ridiculously good. The back issues are a thing of the past, and then it popped up. Did it shock you as much as it may have surprised people like us? Um, yes and no. I mean, everyone always said, oh, yeah, you keep your weight down. You'll never have back issues. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you've obviously never had a back issue. But right. I was pretty I was pretty, pretty pissed off, to be honest. I, I usually take the high road and look at the – you know, the positive out of it. But when, when this thing tightened up on me again and the way it did, I was just like, man, this doesn't feel right. Um, but we got on top of it. Uh, it took a little longer than I'd, I'd like, to be honest, but I can't control that. And, uh, you know, now it's just staying on top of it from here. I feel like we got a good grip on it now, especially after getting the MRIs uh, kind of, confirming what we already knew to just really focus in on certain areas and certain movements and stretches. So uh, long-term, I feel good about it. Uh, Short-term, it feels a lot better now. So uh, just onward and upward. Did it feel like it did? I remember talking to you from Cincinnati one, it may have been two or three years ago, where you went, yeah, it's just this – spasm was it the same type of thing or did you have more concern this time where look at me i'm skinny i'm deadlifting 300 pounds i'm in great shape was it the same thing or different it it was a little bit different i think it's a little bit from compensation uh but um just managing the movements and all that stuff um was really all all we I mean it's not all we need to do because it's a lot but it uh it feels great I mean once like with this back it's like it goes from you know I can't move to I'm completely fine so uh usually that's how it goes this one was a little different just 
as far as not loosening up as right away. But I mean, now it's I feel completely fine, and, and it's just a matter of getting in the game hacks and game swings and, and uh, those intensity reps and uh, getting used to that again. So when you go to work today, you'll take live BP against Chatwood, who has you know good velocity. Like you'll get tested today. If you feel good, do you is your plan to play tomorrow in the last summer camp game or wait till Friday? And do you expect to be in the lineup Friday night when we kick off this sixty game sprint? Yeah, I do. I uh, I'll get. A good amount of work in today. I'll play, hopefully, you know, as long as everything goes well, play tomorrow and then be ready to strap it on Friday with with the boys. Hard to believe. So you and I have always talked about one batter, one pitch, one out at a time, and it's really not that way now with a 60-game sprint and COVID-19 protocols and everything. So how is your approach going, provided, good Lord willing, you're healthy, how does your approach change going into a 60-game season? Um, it's it's still, I think, to be determined, to be honest. Uh, you know, with all the opening day jitters coming, you're, I'm, we're all, I, at least me, I'm naturally prepared for that marathon, right? And mm-hmm. still wrapping your head around it's July, whatever it is, 20th, whatever, 21st. And that's not the case. This is 60 games, uh, and it's going to be fun. I think I think that alone will help bring a lot of energy without fans because it's definitely a major adjustment. Uh, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. I know our guys and our team will make it fun. We'll be we'll be talking a lot of smack uh, to each other to other teams just to to keep the competition and the energy high. How did you come to the decision to play as a cancer survivor? And again, you, I, I watched you speak and you said, I'm as at risk for COVID as anybody else out there. What I had in my past has no bearing. John Lester said the same thing. But when you sat down, you're a different guy now. You're not 22-year-old Anthony Rizzo. You're married. You have a wife. You have aspirations beyond baseball you're 30 years of age was it a tough decision for you to go nope I'm playing how did you come to that decision well I think at the end of it all we we've talked to my oncologist back home talked with the Cubs doctors and um, you know this virus is is very serious and if you look at all the well to be honest, you really don't even know what to look at nowadays, but some of the stuff you look at is, you know, our age group and being in good shape, you have a really, I mean, really, really low chance of getting it and it being fatal now. So, I mean, it's just the way I kind of live. I don't really ever live in fear. This is definitely real and can, can, I can have it right now and I have no idea, you know, so, um, but I think that the risk reward of just being able to play baseball and doing what I love is, is, and getting back to normal is, is much more than just staying at home and, and hiding in my, in a cave. Anthony, it seems like, and again, it could change, as you said, day by day, but 
Knock on wood, the Cubs have had zero positive tests for Tier 1 employees since the return to play started. Tommy Hadovy spoke emotionally, eloquently about what he dealt with before all of that. But it seems as though your team, veteran-laden, has taken this exceptionally seriously about staying out of stores and not going to different places, and it's baseball, baseball, baseball. Can you let us in on the leadership aspect, either you or John Lester or David Ross, anybody provided to get you guys all as focused as you appear to us? Um, well, I think it's a credit to guys not running amok and, and with everything opening up, even beforehand, especially, I mean, gosh, down in Florida, I got out of there at the right time. Uh, and just not, it, you know, it's it's the bigger crowds that kind of uh, seems like it spreads a lot more. So as far as being smart here, it's it's pretty easy with all the options of takeout and if, if guys do go out, they know to sit on a patio and, and have dinner there and try to keep it as tight as you possibly can um, because, you know, someone gets this, uh, they can – it's just how fast it could spread is uh, – that's the really scary part, and I know no one wants to – you know, I think most of those guys are, are not really comfortable if if we personally get it, but it's the – fact to spread it to someone and then spreading it to their family members and things like that is a, is a scary part so it's out of respect to each other that we we keep everything as tight as possible and and abide by these protocols because you know it's it's definitely going to be an advantage uh moving forward to to stay healthy as far as uh not getting covid in terms of the crowd noise, like the, you know, they piped it in in all 30 places that major league teams will play. And I was reading an article. They said, well, guys know that they can't look back and see where the catcher's set up. But if there's no noise because there's no fans, you could hear and kind of anticipate where a catcher might be setting up. So that was one of the reasons. What do you think of the piped in crowd noise? I'm in on it. I really am. I think it's great. I think that. When you're in a stadium, I think I was watching the Phillies-Yankees yesterday, and I don't believe they had crowd noise at Yankee Stadium. And when the when the announcers aren't uh, saying anything, you're, you're just dead. No, it's just nothing. There's no no energy on the broadcast. And then as a player, if it's just dead quiet all the time, I mean, I know it's only 60 games, but uh, you just want some type of – background noise music uh so i think i think it'll be i think they're doing a good job at being able to pump in the crowd music and and whatnot so i enjoy it watching that game the last two nights one at wrigley and one at guaranteed rate the white Sox are now the hot sexy pick in vegas there's more tickets on them to win the world series than any other team uh so far that's been bet in las vegas their odds have gone from last fall at the winter meetings, 60 to 1. They're down to 20 to 1 in a lot of places. What was your takeaway, what you saw, and do they remind you at all of your 2015 club that hadn't achieved anything yet, but a great run was coming? Yeah, they got a good team. I mean, I if looking over, led, led by Abreu over there, uh, just a constant stalwart there, just 
Mr. Consistency, and I love his game. Um, their bullpen uh, seems to be pretty good. Getting Keuchel to kind of that veteran uh, coming in and his stability. So they have good pieces. Rick uh, knows how to manage them. And they'll be exciting to watch. Uh, Luis Robert, uh, he doesn't have any big league time, I don't believe. So he's exciting. It's exciting times. I have friends here that are big White Sox fans, and they're really excited for it, as they should be. Uh, and it'll be good for the city to have both teams hopefully, you know, right in it down the stretch. And especially in a 60-game season, I was thinking just how exciting this is for franchises that are on the up and up. You know, it's there's you get off to a 10-3 and three start, you're, you're pretty much in control of your own destiny. So uh, there's a lot of – there's going to be a lot of hope for all teams, and, and that's what's going to make baseball in 2020 exciting. Before I let you go, you know, if you follow on social media, you guys just lost two games in the World Series because it was against the White Sox, and it was summer camp exhibition games that don't count. There are people going, ah, I don't think the Cubs have enough pitching, and the Cubs don't have this, and the Cubs don't have that. Are you and your teammates, you think, fueled by people that might be saying the window's closing? Um, I think we're just fueled by each other, to be honest. Um We've, we've dealt with outside noise. That's part of uh, being very good and very successful is you're going you're gonna to deal, you know, the higher you climb, the more criticism you get. So um, this isn't about uh, being happy to make the playoffs again this year. Um, you know, like a lot of teams will be. A lot of teams will be very happy to make the playoffs in a decent run. This isn't about that. This is about all of us knowing that um, – this is kind of coming to an end here with uh, with all guys being under team control. And then obviously the business side of it is the business side of it. There's no need to talk about that. But um, we're fueled by each other, and that's, that's, that's the best part about our clubhouse right now. You watched The Last Dance, because I know I was texting with you about it. When you saw that, and they called it The Last Dance, and you have – one more year after this if they pick up your option, which I'm sure they will. Chris has another year. Contreras has two. Um, there's a few more that are still going to be around, but it'll probably never be the same, and Theo's not under contract after 21. Does that perspective that this is maybe our last dance, boys, let's leave everything out there, does that fuel Anthony Rizzo? It definitely does. I mean, we want to win. We want we, we want to win. We're with a DH, our lineup gets extremely lengthened uh, with a lot of depth and the position player side. So um, we want to play good fundamental baseball. We want to get back on top. We want to be dominant, and we have a good division. Uh, everything's going to be a grind, and we have to be on top of our game. Uh, you know, the little – every little thing counts. So all the base running, all the defensive plays, all the – Letting a guy advance or advancing on a ball offensively is all really big things. And once, you know, a little bit of momentum is uh, established, it, it can be very scary for us. Hey, last two things. What do you think when you see a guy like Aloy hit a grand slam, he hit a game-winning home run off a of strophy last year, and Cub fans get so triggered that he used to be a Cub? Um. I think it's good for him. I think he's in a good environment with good veterans there, 
helping him out. And listen, he has he had a great opportunity and um, to get traded is tough to go from one organization to another, especially I can't even imagine going from, you know, one side of the city to the other side of the city. Um, but, you know, good for him. Good for him. He, he's had his opportunity to play there. Who knows if the opportunity would have arose here with the guys we have as it did in, in down on the south side with the White Sox. So um, it's good to see him having success. And we pulled off a trade to get Q, and Q's been amazing in our locker room and uh, in our rotation. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy to see guys have success in the big league, that's for sure. Just not when they're playing against us. Yep. Last thing for you. You've got NFL players, rookies reporting today for the Bears and every other team. You have the NBA bubble. They just announced zero positive tests in their last batch. The NHL had only two. They're going to be in their bubble, and they're all ready to resume. If you could give advice to any player in any other sport, because you've been going through this now for almost a month and you're ready for a sprint, what would you say to them about navigating a pandemic and trying to be an elite professional athlete? Um, I mean, it's just when you get to the field, it's, 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 you try to make it as normal as possible. There's all these social distancing guidelines, which I completely understand. Um, but at the end of the day, we are getting tested every day, and we've, we pretty much signed waivers to be out here and, and play baseball. So when we get on the field, it's we try to make it as normal as possible. Um, just try to try to focus on the good. That's what we do. We just focus on the day and then uh, having a good time. And you know, if we know guys, I'm sure throughout the season we'll we'll test positive. Uh, it's just kind of inevitable with the travel and going to hotels. But I'll tell you what, we, the Cubs have done an ama- amazing job at uh, keeping everything as safe as they possibly can for us. Hey, man, stay safe and healthy, and we're hoping to watch you in the lineup not only tomorrow but Friday when they start counting, and we're thrilled to have you back on the show. All right, Cap. Thanks for having me. I'll see you, you next week. I'll talk you, to you next week. You got it. Look forward to it. Stay safe and healthy. Take care.